Too Many Comics, episode 175. Brooks, you have seen uh, two movies since we last talked. I've seen two whole movies. Within, well, not the same universe film-wise, but characters who, um, if one was not animated, they would be in the same. You saw Spider-Man, Into the Spider-Verse, and Venom. Yeah, that was a great deconstruction. That's great. So, yes, I, so I did finally see the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse movie. It was so good. I mean, it was amazing. It was so good. I loved it. I saw it uh, in 3D. I saw it in the city uh, with the whole like reverse, like reserve your seating, the whole thing. And I got to say, man, that movie came out a month ago. Full this theater. I saw it in the village. Um, that sounds douchey. I'm sorry, but that's where I saw it. It was so good. I loved it. <laughs> I, th- I mean, I, mean, I got to say, I mean, all things. I mean, as an adult watching it, it was kind of long, kind of scary, kind of violent. And it's for the kids, right? Somewhat, yeah. But I, I mean, I thought it was great, flawless. I mean, I, I like to, that's all I can say. Soundtrack's even good, which I now have on my playlist. As, <laughs> as do as do I. That and Deadly Class, thanks to you. Yeah, have you listened to that? Where are you with this? Yeah, I've had it. I've had it playing a few times. Nice, nice. Which, by the way, uh, so this this will probably our show will probably debut on the sixteenth, hopefully. Which is when that show will debut tonight. Um, yeah, so that's good yeah, because like, I'm interested in finally seeing a second episode soon. So excited for everyone else to uh, finally partake. Good. So anyway, so I enjoyed it. But I also I also uh, finally saw Venom. And it was just as good? It sucks so bad. <laughs> I can't believe. You've not seen it, no? I have not, no. Oh, my God, dude. Listen, I watched this thing, and I, I it's it set on uh, Blu-ray now. And I actually I can walk to a, a red box, which I know is so old school, and go fuck yourself. But <laughs> I saw this thing, and I I mean I I I legit was, was like this is not good. This is not no, it's bad. It, everything about the, the, the Venom voice, the 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 time jumpiness, the the it's it was not good. I'm sorry, and, I, and but also I want you to watch it just just because. Like when someone goes, this is so gross. Try it. That's what I want you to. I will at, at some point for sure. I mean, I thought that Venom voice was terrible when we first heard it in the, I don't know if it was the I initial th- trailer, the second trailer. But wait, wait, that, that's Tom Hardy doing that, just so you know. It's, oh, God. I know. He well, was paid a lot of money to do both Props to Sony for screwing up a great character twice. But also, it's made so much money, man. I don't know. I don't know. Would, As did you... um, Suicide Squad, so who's to say? I mean, would you... Make crappy work for money? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't, How much I don't know. money? A billion dollars. Yes, I would. Thank you. So so would I. That's where we are. So anyway. Uh, all right, then. Well, continuing on uh, some recent news. Obviously, D- Disney Plus, their streaming service, will be coming out at some point this year. We, we at one point had some rumored stuff to talk about, but I, I think we stick to just the confirmed um, scenarios, which we know a, a Loki miniseries is happening, and then a Vision and Scarlet Witch is happening, and uh, it was confirmed that it got its showrunner and Captain Marvel writer Jack Schaefer. So obviously we haven't seen Captain Marvel yet. We don't know if it's going to be good, uh, but you know if they trusted this person to write the script of a character that they desperately, not desperately need to succeed, but you know is, has a lot of um, hype that they would like to knock it out of the park with. Um, likely a good candidate then, sure. But also, uh, I want to say that I saw that the Loki show is going to be a prequel. Did you, yeah. did you see I this? I did anyway? that, yes. Okay, but, but which, whatever, fine. Prequels are hit or miss. 
I that's what I'm saying. Like, let's go forward. That's how I live my life, dude. Let's Always go forward. forward. Let's let's stop living back to yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Who cares? Uh, we we talked last week about DC finally making its way to Comicsology Unlimited, and and we certainly made mention of you know we don't have the history of being DC readers, so you know there's not really much that we can um, put out there to say these are these are must reads, other than things that most people have probably already read anyways, but. Comic Book Resources uh, did put together a helpful list of 10 DC comics to read on Comicsology Unlimited. I will just quickly go through these. So we've got Batman the Black Mirror, the 2011 to 2016 Aquaman, 2015-2016 Black Canary, Teen Titans by Jeff Johns, Batwoman by Greg Rucka, Shade the Changing Girl, Green Lanterns from 2016, JLA by Grant Morrison, Saga of the Swamp Thing, uh, and New Superman. So if you want to dip your toes into the uh, the DC waters, not sure where to start, uh, you know, those are 10 that you can pick up on Comixology Unlimited, which we've made, mentioned many times as the uh, best value in comics right now. Well, so I, I have been uh, downloading multiple titles. So I got one called Batman Hush. Okay. I think I, I have got, read that one which, before. And I got uh, The Death of Superman. Okay. So those, those, are, waiting, those are waiting for me. I downloaded um, The Multiversity, which is Grant Morrison. Um, and then book one of Gotham Central, which was Ed Brubaker back in the day. So, you know, we have things to do. Yeah, it's respectable. I mean, I mean, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus! Oh, lordy. All right, well, let's talk some comics. Right. Wait, I have one more thing to mention, uh, right, which is Matthew. So there's going to be a comic book signing once again uh, up in Midtown Comics. And I'm, I'm trying to find it really quickly so I can mention it here. I can't find it really fast. Matthew Rosenberg is coming back in March. Okay. I'm getting my, my, my stuff signed. That's fantastic. I support that. We can never go home. So if you have something of him that you want to sign, this is this is your chance. We're talking like, like we have like six weeks to go. Um, so I don't know that I have anything in like, actually I might have a variant of four kids walking to a bank that I feel like I picked up at like one of those, what's the books, the, the bookstore you'd always go to at Jack's beach. Superhero beach. No, 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 no. The actual, the actual bookstore that, Sold comics from time to time, right by the Target. Books a million. Oh yeah, Jesus, okay. you've been away for I'm too sorry. long. Uh, I think so I picked you, up some like. So you still live there, you asshole. Okay, well, I probably haven't visited it, like only once since since you've been gone. So, okay. well, I can't read for the first time. <sighs> I knew it was coming. Thank you. Okay, so I got. Um, so it's, uh, March seventh, we got Matthew Rosenberg, Lonnie Nadler, Zach Thompson, Vita Ahala. So that's something. All right. It's happening. Well, I support that. Also, Chip Zdarsky is coming as well. So if you have something to do on February 7th, he'll be there as well. Okay. Well, maybe I will send you uh, something in the old mail. The old mail skis. Mm-hmm. All right. So this week's number one, we've got Young Justice number one. This is written by Brian Michael Bendis, uh, drawn by Patrick Gleason, uh, Superboy, Wonder Girl, Robin Impulse. Uh, everyone's reunited in Justice League 1. We get... Uh, Amethyst Teen, yeah, Teen Lantern and Ginny Hex. Um, so I have uh, I haven't read any of the previous Young Justice. So to me, that this came off as like a you know obviously uh, all united in Young Justice. So it's like a reunion type issue of the gang catching up with one another, um, coming back in the same spot. Uh, Connor Kent meeting up with the team again. He's obviously aged a bit. Um, 
I don't, I don't know that there's all that I, I don't, I can't give it justice. No pun intended. Having that's good. Someone Very who good. has no background with this at all, other than to say, um, I really enjoyed the art. I'm a fan of Patrick Gleason's. He did the Batman and Robin run of the new 52 that, that Peter Tomasi wrote. Um, so I'm a big fan of his. It's drawn very well. Brian Michael Bendis is obviously a great writer. I, I had no issues reading. I had no problem reading through the issue. Um, so as I say, you know, I was engaged, um, took it, took it in stride as, as any superhero book of some fighting and team action. And I imagine if you read previous young justice, if you're a young justice fan, if these characters mean something to you, um, it it strikes me as they probably knocked it out of the park with this. I mean, so to your point, I have no reference. I mean, I mean, I know of half these characters, but I I thought I mean I thought it was cool. I, I like the art, as you pointed out. Um, I don't really know exactly what's going on. I and I've never really understood. And if you do, please weigh in. The whole like infinite crisis stuff that happens with DC. I I, I got nothing. The Silver Age, Golden Age thing where like there's a cataclysmic merging of things and that's a clumsy way to even touch on it as yeah a, i wouldn't be able to speak to any of it really okay to, well, to uh, satisfy why would i especially the ties why would i think you could? god <laughs> damn it <laughs> no but uh but I, I i mean i thought it was cool enough i thought it was all right yeah so it's got an 8.2 critic 7.8 user um a few tens of all those 36 critic reviews there's, there's a few tens in here a lot in the upper nines um, you know, just quickly read through the reviews. It, like I said, it, a great writer, a, a great artist in, in, in my view, um, two great creators working a book of, of characters that a lot of people love, uh, that a lot of people are probably glad to see this title kicking off and for DC to be putting a, a big time team behind it. It seems cool. And it, you know, I don't know that I would subscribe uh, or actively keep up with it. But if this is one of those things that ends up on Comixology Unlimited in, say, six months, as they usually do with, with some of the newer Marvel titles, uh, I think I would download this and uh, see what happened in the first trade. Well, okay. But do you feel like... Let, let, let's, let's, let's take a step back here. Brian McAbinis, his move over to DC was fairly significant, right? I mean, he was, he was a prolific Avengers writer. He was really uh, ensconced in the X-Men stuff for a while. I don't think he has yet to find his footing over in dc my, yeah, my he's done a lot of stuff and yet, and yet and yet i feel like spread thin and not that well done yet no singular item and he's been working on a lot of his creator own stuff has come out that yes. we've reviewed on the show right um, but yes i would i would agree um you know we read his superman um some of the creator own stuff obviously this uh and we did mention that you know, we thought he would be good to tackle a team like this just, just from how well he did with his, his last Defenders run at Marvel. Um, and so maybe this is something that, that would define him or that he would do something great with. And, you know, just our understanding of the characters and the backstory isn't what we know of, you know, the likes of Daredevil and Punisher and those type of people. Um, so, you know, I would love to hear and read some more reviews from, from DC folk as, as this continues to go on. Because something like this would be way more interesting to me than than reading, you know, whatever Superman book he's doing for sure. All right, well, there you go. Either way, so this next week we've uh, we're back with two number ones. All right, hit it up. But I like how we've got White Widow and Black Widow. What? That's like Gray Widow. <laughs> so White Widow number one is out of Absolute Comics Group. This is Gabrielle Garcia was a typical American girl going to college to follow her fa- in her father's footsteps, or so she thought. One night, her father barged into her dorm room, suffering from a fatal gunshot, and injected her with 
something. That was the moment she became the White Widow. Now, this is also a Kickstarter book, so that's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, supporting uh, some lower comic book creators. <laughs> Black Widow number one. This is writer Jen Saska, Sylvia Saska, artist Flaviono. Flaviano? Saska. Yeah, whatever. S- <laughs> and hell followed with her. Natasha Romanoff was trained to kill. A few years now, she's tried to overcome that programming to side with the angels to be a hero. And where'd that get her? Killed. But one of the few true friends she allowed herself to have. Now she's back from the dead, angry as hell, and finding those better angels harder and harder to hear. Jen and Sylvia Saska, the twisted twins of horror, join rising artist Flaviano to weave a web of vice, violence, and vengeance that will net Natasha the biggest bad man she's ever faced or put her back on the ground for good. Okay, so, I mean, yeah, look, I feel like, why not with uh, Black Widow? Why not? Well, listen, we've had success with Black Widow before, that being Nathan Edmondson and uh, Phil Noto's run together, which was one of the better books I've read in, in since we've been doing the show. I really enjoyed that book, so, you know, this has a lot to live up to if it's the, you know... Even not not the, that it's a direct yeah. successor, but, you know, the next Black Widow that I've read since then. Wait, wait, wait. Which ones did you mention? Because you broke up a little bit. Uh, wait, Nathan, um, Edmondson. Nathan Edmondson and Phil Noto. We also had uh, Matthew Rosenberg. We yeah. had, uh, you know, that was a great one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both of them. So. Agreed. So, yeah. We're... All right. Well, what else did you get to this week? All right. So, this, I mean, I, I was surprised when I saw what, what I pulled. Uh, it's pretty short. So... Super Sun Six, you know, I, I, for me, I'm sorry, man. I, I, I really greatly enjoyed the last run over this one. The more I, we get into it, I feel like we, we are kind of plugging along where they have been doing some interdimensional visiting, and it's not my favorite. Peter Tomasi, what, what do you think? Yeah, I think they need to get off this planet that they're on and get. We at least had um, Luther and Joker come back. Yeah, the, the kid versions in this like get back to to that storyline and not them just kind of traveling through whatever planet they're on trying to figure yeah. out stuff. So that was not my favorite. And then I also read Uncanny X Men number nine. Where are you with the weekly Uncanny X Men? Um, so I did go back as promised and bought um, all the ones that I did not have. Let me look. I'm not completely caught up though. I think I did read five, six, and seven. Yeah, I'm looking at eight and nine right now, which I have not read. So my biggest issue with this book is the artist changes so dramatically from book to book. And I, again, I, I sound like an idiot. Uh, the, we read this for the art. So when, when it shifts so yeah, wildly, yes, that's right. I'm a big, fat, smart person, uh, minus the fatness and the smartness. <laughs> it, it, it's just like, eh. So, but, but you, know, you know, the next issue drops on the 10th. I'm sorry. The tenth is is the last book, which is on the sixteenth of January, and and at that point we'll know what happens next. So I guess we're almost done with this until it's a new thing. So I guess stay tuned. Okay. So the tenth issue and, is the last one uh, of this arc. Okay. Apparently, before it splinters off into some other thing. Uh, Punisher six again. Matthew Rosenberg, uh, who has so much time to do these things. Uh, it's amazing. Because one of these days, pick it up. It's just great. I plan to. And, and that's all. Um, the only other thing I got to outside of those back issues of Uncanny X-Men and Super Sons was on a whim. Um, I bought Batman 62 this week and, um, I did so because obviously it's still Tom King's Batman run. So written by Tom King, the art by this issue was done by Mitch Gerards who did, um, Mr. Miracle with him. So I love his art. Um, I wanted to see these two together again. Uh, this, this issue is takes place sort of in a singular location, 
of Batman struggling with Professor Pig, and you're just inside the mind of, of Batman the whole time with, with very little dialogue between the two. It's, it's Batman planning his move, trying to understand how he got where he is, how to get out of the scenario, if the scenario is even real, such and such. Um, won't reveal the twist at the end, but it was awesome just seeing these two together again. I mean, his art is so good. Um, how you know, good is it? It's, it's, it's so great. It, it mm. looked just like, you know, some of the full page panels looked just like, you know, like I was back in Mr. Miracle again, re- reliving those wonderful times. Um, <laughs> so it, I don't know if this is, I think I was reading somewhere. The next few issues are kind of like single stories of this with, with different artists. Um, so not obviously I don't read this month to month. So I don't know exactly what's, what's going on, but this was a singular story that you could just dive into. And, uh, if you were a fan of these two creating things together, um, Batman 62 was worth checking out. Maybe I will. You just may down by the bay. But I probably won't. <laughs> uh, we got a new trailer today from an upcoming movie, Spider-Man far from home. So what do you think of this? This was a surprise to me. I have one question for you and I went back and forth with a buddy of mine about this. Do you consider Spider-Man to be in the MCU? I think we proper? have to, yes. But like, but like, you you even hesitated though. Yeah, I mean, the character. There's something about, there, there, there's something about it where I'm like, not quite. Yeah, I mean, the character obviously is these standalones. While I very much enjoyed the first one, it's hard to it's hard to take it seriously. For for one thing, just that it's on its own schedule like this. Like, That's if if Marvel was fully doing it itself this trailer would not be out right now. It's very hard to, to get excited for Captain Marvel, Avengers, Infinity War Endgame, And then now we've got another trailer for another thing. I feel, you know, if Marvel were straight up doing this, I don't think you would see or hear anything from this movie until after Endgame came out. I think there's too much going on right now. Um, I think it suffers a bit from that. I mean, even though I thought it looked cool, um, you know, um, I enjoyed the first movie. I'm sure I'll enjoy this one and like it more than the other Spider-Man movies. But there's, but there's just something yeah, it's, sorry, it's slightly I, off. Yeah, you can't. I, I can't. I can't put my finger on it, and I and I was challenged about this, and I was just I I was struggling with, I can't, I can't, I I can't. I don't. I don't know what to say. Just something about it is just not the same. It's like even like an Ant Man movie. It's not the same. I I don't know. I'm in agreement. I'm with you. Sorry. Sorry. Either way, I'm I mean, do you think it looks looks cool? Are you down? Are you excited yes. at all? I, I, I mean, listen, I have theories. I even went on Reddit today and commented on some of the theories because I'm a winner and I have a Ooh. rich social life. <laughs> What's the Reddit name so I can look it up? Uh, no, sir. Jeez. Get off my tit. I'll tell you offline, okay? Right. Just get away. I'll hug you when I see you in the future. Hmm. The, point, the, the point is um, – First of all, the, the, one of the theories was this is all Mysterio's illusions. All these people we saw like, with like, the sand people and the, the, the people wrecking France. Where are they? Italy? Where are they? Uh, yeah, far from home it, is where they are. It, it, it's, uh, that's very literal. <laughs> is uh, Mysterio's doing, Jake Gyllenhaal's doing. And I agree with that theory. Okay. And that's where I left it. Sounds cool. All right. I'm but game. Also, but also MCU adjacent. That's um, I'm listen, I'm game. I just don't want to be fatigued. I've got Captain Marvel to worry about here pretty soon and, uh, you know, the, the biggie in end of April. And then I'll, you know, let me level set and see where we're at. Well, you better set up that futon when I get home. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, man. I'm buddy boy. Uh, yeah. Marvel was 2018's top publisher, but DC had the best-selling comic. Okay. Which I just enjoy. Uh, we never get to see the numbers this way, right? Mm-hmm. Very I true. Mean, so, as it turns out, the top-selling book is Action Comics 1000. Do you know what this is? No idea. Okay, well, that way. I, mean, I know what Action Comics is. I have no idea what this issue was. 
Superman. Action Comics number one. I assume it sold a lot just because it was 1,000. Sure. But the rest is all basically um, Spider-Man uh, mixed in with Fantastic Four and a dose of Batman. And there you go. Top look 10. At, look at Venom in the top 10. But also the thing is, so we, I, I'm not, I'm, you know, I have my own uh, cluelessness about how the business works. You know, after you see, we, we always hear the big two, right? So you see Marvel and DC, which basically make up about 80%, right? Basically. After that, you know, Image is pulling a good uh, 10% of the yeah, sales. Yeah, it's impressive. I, IDW, three, almost 4%. Dark Horse, Boom, Dynamite, Viz, that's where I fall off. Titan, Oni, and the other top 10. So there you go. All right, well, top Image, is it, nah, there will never be a day where Image is like creeping up on all of that, I think. But you know, still a good 27% behind. Um, but kudos to them for being close to uh, the, the double-digit ranks there. Well, I think part of Image's thing is that like their books are not in a shared universe. They they are they are creator owned, so that you're not going to see you know Spawn necessarily hooking up with like Alex and Ada. <laughs> <You know what laughs> I mean? That's that's so. But and I and I I respect that, and I respect that they like people you know hold on to their characters that way. So you know I you know as much as I appreciate that, it's not it doesn't lend itself to like that kind of you know. Uh, forest for the trees. I'm I'm reaching here. I'm sorry, people. Yeah, I don't know what you're going for there, but yes. you support me, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it's listen. Image has something for everybody. Yeah. So you know, but I think most people who read Image probably also read a lot of the Marvel and DC as well. Um. So either way, it's it's nice to see it up there and likely not going anywhere anytime soon. Okay, fine. So let's let's get into this. I'm curious about this. Go. All right. 10 amazing Simpsons episodes nobody talks about and 10 that are overrated. So This okay, you put um, my, Simpsons my, my, my gears are my gears are grinded. Yeah. All right. So should, should we go through these? Sure. All right. Underrated, Bart sells his soul. Okay, fine. Overrated, 22 short films about Springfield. That is properly rated. Yeah. That's the, I, I love that episode. It's great. Underrated, the seemingly never-ending story. What? What is that? I don't know. Apparently, it's a hilarious episode from season seventeen, which can't be that's true. That's why. I, that's why I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> Overrated, Lisa's wedding. Yeah, whatever. Underrated, raging Abe Simpson and his grumbling grandson and the curse of the flying hellfish. Uh, it doesn't say, and I'm not remembering this one off the top of my head. Yeah, this could probably have. Was like, that's yeah. why. Um, overrated, Bart the genius. Uh, that's like an early one. Yeah, that's that. That was the second. Bart the Genius. Yeah, was the second episode released after Simpsons Roasting on an Open Flame. I know this because I just recently started listening to uh, Simpsons Confidential. I think it's called on Audible. Um, Mike well, Lisa's like, book about Simpsons. Yeah, you know, he was like uh, Miss Grupple's like a paradox. And he's like, you damned if you do, you damned if you, <laughs> you don't. If you don't. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Uh, underrated Simpsons, Simpson, Califragilistic, Expiala, Annoying, Gruntious. Which is what? The Mary Poppins one. Uh, Sherry, Sherry Bobbins. Bob, Sherry Bobbins, dude. T- trademark. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah, that's a good one. I don't think it's underrated. Um, I think it's rated, rated properly. Overrated Homer's Barbershop Quartet. That's okay. Uh, I mean, it's and the last line is surrounded by much funnier in season five. There's no reason to revisit this one. Now, listen, season five is... Fantastic and great. It's primo. Don't knock this one just because they're that's the best season ever, and there's other great episodes in it. Like, go back and watch Homer's Barbershop Quartet. It's funny. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> uh, underrated Bart on the road. Uh, overrated King Size Homer. That. That's when he gets super fat. <laughs> I just laughed at that. So. There you go. <laughs> uh, underrated Margin Chains. 
overrated oh, yeah. Bart the Daredevil. Is that what he was over the, the Grand Canyon? Yeah. That's pretty good. Underrated 24 Minutes, which was a parody of the show 24. <laughs> overrated Bart Gets an Elephant. Stampy? Mm-hmm. Okay. So this one was also a season five one. Season five, which also included things like Deep Space Homer and Cape Fear and Homer's Enemy. And season five was fantastic. Hell yeah. Underrated Sweet Seymour Skinner's Badass Song, which is also season five. Overrated Treehouse of Horror 3. How could you pick on... Underrated Summer of Four Part 2. Three overrated Homer's Enemy. I've got I've got issues with, with that. That is not overrated. That is a fantastic episode with old grimy. <laughs> There's so many quotable lines. To me, a, a great scene of this episode is you're laughing at the, all the things the, going on. The B plot of that is funny. The C plot of that is funny. Um, the lines. The, the lines. lines. Are, yeah, they stand the test of time. Like, come on. Yes. I guess. Um, but here's the top two. And I have issues with, with both of these. Underrated. Yes. The PTA disbands. That's a great episode. That's not underrated. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Like, come on. And overrated Marge versus the monorail. Just Give me out, a break. Get out of, get is, out of here with that one. Jesus. <sighs> all right. I mean, first of all, first of all, I don't know what teenager wrote this, but go back to your parents' uh, basement. Yes. And uh, go rewatch season five, everybody. Yeah, please. Um, and to end on a much better note than, you know, dissecting some of that, um, on Twitter this <laughs> week, um, Kelly Thompson shared a page from Jessica Jones season two, which is it. out today as people hear this. Um, so we're, we're back on full force of her fantastic Jessica Jones run, which Enjoy is, it. which is doing the two issues at a time comes out and takes a, a month or so off the, the cool way of, you know, being able to uh, digest a lot of books. So, uh, you know, happy Wednesday to us. <laughs> I'm a fan mm-hmm, for sure. All right. Well, good episode. It was okay. All right. Well, you know, maybe next week it'll be even better, <laughs> but until then, uh, you know, hit us up at too many comics.com. Find us on Twitter. All the links are there. Uh, leave us reviews if you like, and, uh, keep reading some books and go rewatch season five of the Simpsons. I've been reading-